Hello, I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes Podcast. I'm Seth. I'm here today with Mr. Matthew. Matthew, how are we doing? Um, we are doing well. Just living it up in our D3 year. Uh, life is good. Classes are uh, starting to slow down a little bit. Clinic is starting to pick up. So, I mean, I can't complain whatsoever. Right. And, I mean, it's great finally getting into clinic and, and this is what we dreamed about doing. You know, this is what you think about when you go to dental school. Like, Okay, yeah, you think about going to sim lab and all that stuff, but when you finally uh, start hitting the trenches and getting into clinic mm -hmm. and start seeing patients, it's awesome, you know. And uh, so I had a patient today, and it's difficult right now, you know, uh, with the times that we're in, because a lot of schools are not able to do any procedures with, that produce aerosols and things like that. So what I had to do is basically a lot of emergency sort of reparative treatment. Um, one of the patients, you know, crown fell off, etc. But um, so, you know, do a little uh, fixing it up, maybe a little splinting, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I, that's probably the only procedure I can think of you can do, making a splint that doesn't produce aerosols but still involves composites. That and um, dentures, too. We had a denture repair. That was pretty cool yeah. because... What did you do with that? Um, I personally didn't do it. I was a fly on the wall for it. So one of the, I guess my clinic uh, was like colleagues was doing it and then the preceptor stepped in and then they ended up repairing it using uh i guess leftover acrylic or whatever and then they they jerry, they jerry rigged it together because they couldn't use the straight hand piece to you know file things down and you know smooth things so he, they just jerry rigged this thing together and it worked really well until we can make them another denture it was pretty cool though interesting so have you been doing a lot of dentures besides that 
Uh, no, not at all. I've been doing a lot of NPSs, new patient screenings. So the way it works is the patient comes in, you take a pano, you do an intraoral exam, extraoral exam, and then you do a, med a brief medical history. And then based off of the pano and the findings, you determine if that patient would be suitable to be treated by a third year dental student, if it's in our scope. And because we can't do a lot of aerosol procedures, a lot of these patients want results quickly. They want quick treatment. So then they're looking to get it and they think we, they, we could do it for them. So a lot of times you just practice your patient, you know, bedside manner and whatnot. And then you say, you can wait for us, or we can refer you out to a dentist in the area that can do it. And then that's usually what ends up happening. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I just look at it as like you, you have your, you know, lemons and then we're making lemonade because we have to have a good outlook on things. We can't just get frustrated that we can't do these crown preps or we can't do a bridge prep or anything like that. Really what we're doing is we're working on our bedside manner and practicing connecting to patients. And that's what we're using this time for right now. Right. And I mean, you've really got to go down that path and have mm -hmm. that mindset where you still can accomplish something mm -hmm. regardless if there's less treatment. Absolutely. Know? And I don't know about you, but like the good feeling of being in clinic right now when a lot of schools aren't in clinic is pretty huge. Like I feel pretty special that our school works so well and so, you know, diligently to get us in, even if it's reduced hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, it, that's big. And the hard thing too is with clinic um, that I, that I find is it's very fluid so far. So trying to get a patient in, you might not have one scheduled on Monday, but come Wednesday, you have a patient and you need to know about it. So you walk in 8am, the patient's showing up at 9am and you're, you're fumbling to get things going. Well, it so depends on what the schedule's like. It's true. School. It is. I mean, it doesn't happen every day that way because sometimes you have something scheduled and you do it, but it does, it has happened. So mm -hmm. does that normally happen in private practice? Maybe not usually you have your schedule and you have emergencies walk in, but you know, it, for it to happen, you know, once or twice a week, I mean, it teaches you to do impromptu dentistry, you know, mm -hmm. and just go with the flow. You got to be like water, like Bruce Lee says, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, Seth, what's your, I guess, you know, what are you looking forward to most so far, like in, in summer or for the rest of D three year, hopefully if we can get back in a clinic full force. I'm trying to just start ripping some crowns. You know? <laughs> I mean, we can't do implants really. So, yeah. I mean, we got to implant, uh, what, what is it called tomorrow? Uh, implant workshop or something. Implant like workshop, that. you know, start learning about some implants, like hands on. We already went through a whole implant course, but mm -hmm. um, I guess do more of the hands on stuff with implants. That, that should be fun stuff. Uh, we just had the new class uh, just matriculated. I know a lot of schools that just are. Getting started, a mm -hmm. lot of schools are starting a little bit later as well. So, you know, got to meet a lot of the D1s, really cool. Um, and I know they're really excited, especially, you know, right now they're getting all their D1 kits, all their dental supplies, and they call it Christmas in July. So, I mean, it's it's great. And, it, and it's funny, you could always tell the D1s because they're the ones that are always smiling. They haven't been defeated and bashed up and everything <laughs> right. yet. Right, yeah. So... I mean, what do you, what do you think is like um, one of the most difficult things that we've had to deal with? I know today, oh man! So this is the first time I've actually had to do all the facial oh, stuff today. Man. And you know, there's protocols that are different at every school, and we go all out. We got double mask, N95 mm -hmm. face shield, gown, everything, whole nine yards. Uh, only thing. You know, I'd, I'd be interested to see how they do those the vacuums that are right next to the patient's face. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty intense. Yeah. I don't know how... 
it, it's a lot. You have to buy like a hundred of those things. For yeah, the school. And those that's are. I, I would assume they're expensive, but yeah. Um, what are some of the that that's one of the challenges I that face? Is, oh uh, man! Also, the face shield fogs up. So, what's something that you face the challenge? Um, well, with that, it, it looks like they took the ro- the cap to a rotisserie chicken and like the like the big dome plastic part. They took it off and they just stuck it to your face. Yeah. It was it was tough like getting used to it because it fogs up and then there's writing on it from like the company that made it. So you have to see through the writing. So I've been doing a lot of practice if I don't have a patient on like drilling on the mannequin and whatnot on, on Dexter, so I can practice getting used to seeing through the fog or practice sweating through you know my masks and everything because it gets hot in that thing when you're practice breathing sweating through your yeah because you practice getting used to it i guess oh, so it's yeah. comfortable because then when you're with a patient you get the pregame jitters come in and you're nervous your mouth gets dry and stuff and then you're does you're that really happen? a that little does bit not happen a too. little okay the first patient i ever had it did happen and then once i realized there are people too just coming in for care i was like all right and i could calm down but i could guarantee you the first time i'm doing like a crown prep on a live patient the tongue's in the way oh yeah oh I'm, i know i'm gonna be all worried you know? well the thing that's gonna be i mean you remember the first time you were probing and there's only two you can't do it perfect your first time probing no. uh, you're either probing they're like just ripping through their gums yeah. or just like not even you're going one millimeter yeah and not doing anything they got four millimeter pockets and you're like oh it looks like a one yeah yeah because yeah. you're too afraid to push down uh, and then hard. if they start bleeding you're just like i it's my fault it might it, you know usually they have bleeding upon probing it's the patient you know lack of home care but if they start bleeding it's your you think it's your fault oh my god i gotta call somebody in here <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh man but um, no, I, I would say one thing I'm really trying to do is just get used to the PPE, like the huge change, because we used to wear one right. mask, a gown, and then your eyewear, loops, goggles, whatever you want to wear. Gloves and, and all Gloves. But that's like usual. You know, we did that. It's just a lot more year. headgear. It is. It is. Cause you know? the, well, the thing, though, you can't even wear your loops. Like, I can't fit my... I know. Well, you can wear the loops, but the problem is, is that the light doesn't fit in there, and then also the whole face shield fogs up. However, for some reason... Like, I can't see out of the face shield, but when I look through my loops, I can see through. It, it doesn't fog I have up, the so same problem. It's weird. I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. So I'm, like, talking to the patient like this. I had, I had to wear it one time, and I had the loops. I'm just standing there looking at them like this. I could see through it. And then the guy was like, you could take that off. I was like, <laughs> okay. And yeah, he has no decision-making authority. That thing came right off because I couldn't, I couldn't see through. You can't breathe in it. And then the N95 mask. Plus the uh, surgical yeah. mask pulls on your ears and that, they start hurting. How about the breathing? Oh yeah, the breathing. Is, I'm, I'm getting heart palpitations, like <laughs> like I'm in my inhaler or something. Yeah, you have to. It's labored breathing. It's yeah. it's, it's a struggle. But all these things are just going to be something to adapt to, and right. we'll get through it. It's really not that big a deal once you start with the patient. You get preoccupied. It's kind of like before the patient gets there, and you're you know taking 15 minutes to gown up and everything. Well, you know what I'm thinking now because we're talking about all this stuff. Obviously, this is a barrier for providers to be in the room and treating patients Mm -hmm. directly. Mm -hmm. So this whole situation not only further accelerates the topic we've discussed before on the podcast, which is um, robotic dentistry, Mm -hmm. where they actually already have some of this stuff Mm -hmm. or they're developing it. Like the Da Vinci surgery system, like for medicine. Yeah, Yeah. so it's basically like um, almost like like a device that you place in the mouth and it's already, you know, you already scan the mouth mm-hmm. and everything, the, the teeth, and it attaches to one of the tooth teeth and it starts drilling the, the tooth yeah. and does like a perfect crown prep. But I mean, we'll see how long it takes to get it so that it's perfect, so that it's 
not so the patient's not deciding you know do i want a robot going in there and hopefully they attach it right and it doesn't fall out and cut my jaw off or something like that yeah versus an actual clinician so interesting but but i mean think about it if if you use the robot there's no exposure to any you're right there's no exposure but then you know if you have to make a quick game time decision are you going to be ready in ppe to just walk right in the room and do what you got to do that's these are things you got to think about too in terms of you know, if the, let's say the patient has a medical like event, you know, like a cardiovascular patient has an MI in the chair. Mm-hmm. You got to get in there. You got to do what you got to do. Be like, oh, let me get my N95 and my, my glove. Yeah, well, goggles. I mean, you should be you able know, to do so that like, anyways. Yeah, so I'm saying like, would you be fully gowned up in PPE just in a different room in case something goes sideways? Well, think about it as, as uh, providers in like an actual practice. You're seeing a patient after patient after patient yeah, consistently. So. It's not like at a dental school where you see one patient in the morning. True. One patient. Sure. You have to, today, when I did that splinting, that was literally three hours. Yeah. Half of it is because yeah. I'm the worst person at using the computer system, oh, the charting, and a, well, not the charting, but just it's it's tough. It, the dentistry is easy. It's the computer. I should have went to school for IT. I really should have. <laughs> I yeah. I've never in my life. I I would and it's, it's I don't even get embarrassed anymore. I just tell the patient I'm like I'm sorry. I'll be a really good dentist for you. I'll be a really bad computer technician. And I just, they'll just be like, what do you mean? I was like, if you can work this computer system, you should be in dental school because the dentistry is the easy part. And they'll just be there, oh, okay. Like, they, they don't understand. Like, they, they overestimate how good I am at these computers. Oh, you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. I have somebody running in, yeah. the preceptor coming in. It's a struggle. But, I mean, we'll learn it. We'll get through it. It's just we've only been doing it for a few weeks now. So Yeah. What, what are some other things you're looking forward to in summer? Well, I guess um, summer's... Over summer's over. Summer, We're starting semester. fall this week. You know, we bought, man, we, we bought uh, the golf membership last year, and that was easy. Like, that was fine. But yeah. how many times have we golfed this? We have a membership, but we, we didn't even golf. We golfed. We, we've been busy doing too much other we stuff. We did a few times. Uh, the podcast definitely isn't conducive for yeah, golfing podcast usually. Podcast is a lot of work. Yeah, it is. But I would say um, we could golf more. Now, since we just finished exams, we could probably plan a day, maybe Thursday or something. We could get, you know, well, here we got to check the planner. We could we could try for like the back nine, maybe something, you know, just for back nine. Yeah, we can't play full eighteen, but um, why not? Because I don't know if we'll have the time. Oh well, Matt, we just got a second gym membership, so that's always exciting. Yeah, think about doing a little bodybuilding, competing in fall so we'll see even days at la odd days on at crunch <laughs> just <laughs> there you go gotta get your money's worth for for both of them yeah but um you gonna do it compete i mean i could it's just that's another thing to add to the plate we got the podcast we got competition and then i mean golf's gonna have to get put to the wayside at this oh, point man. <laughs> unless we had another hour in the day to go golfing yeah but then we got all the other things business club uh-huh. uh as the like an SGA. I, at this point, on. I can't even nap. So on. I can't get my afternoon napping anymore. But um, I'm trying to think in terms of clinic. Just honestly, what I want to do is I just want to be able to speak to patients and relate to them very well. Because right. that will also help with case acceptance. And right. I think that's the most we can do right now since we're not cutting teeth. And then once we get like fully cleared and we can start aerosol procedures, I've, I would just say work on speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get a quick. Because the patient doesn't want to be there anymore then they have to. So if you can get it done quickly, they'll appreciate that right. with as little pain as possible. Right. And I mean, if you're talking to them the whole time and they appreciate you being there and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, because that's the one thing that you definitely have time, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, 
to do is talk to patients when you're seeing one patient for three hours, right? They're in the chair for mm-hmm. three hours. You better be talking to them. Yeah. So if, if any of you guys who are listening want um, the Kalish case acceptance protocol, <laughs> uh, email us at dentalstudentvibes at gmail.com and I will send that to you. Real basic stuff, real easy, but it's like easy questions to get the patient to just open up to you. I know those of you in clinic, so, some people are like, they just kind of sit down and they just turn their back because mm-hmm. they don't even know what to say to the patient. Exactly. So it's just kind of like... It's all about positioning as well. Like never put your back to the patient because then they kind of feel alone. I always try to like, even when I'm working on the computer, that way they can see like more of a front half of me. So I'll, you know, just kind of orient myself, right. you know, towards them so they can see me. And that goes a long way because they feel a little bit more comfortable. Right. And I pride myself on making the patients feel comfortable right. because nobody wants to be uncomfortable in a dental chair. You know, this guy's coming in dressed like some you know mad scientist with all this stuff on you. Mm-hmm. Can't even he sees like my eyes like this, and then that's it. And then maybe my wrist if the the gown comes up. So you want to feel, you want them to seem like you're, they're dealing with a person rather than this like crazy guy walking in. That's how I view it. If I was going to be the patient, but I gotcha. Yeah, I all mean right. X-rays too. We're getting really good at X-rays. That's all we can do. X-rays. Oh yeah. And talking <laughs> to patients. That's right. all we do right now. So, so I mean that's our uh, that was our summer in a in a nutshell. Um, yeah. I've, we were looking forward to we went to FDC last year, uh, the dental conference mm-hmm. in Florida, and this year it was supposed to be because uh, usually it's in June, mm-hmm. but usually um, we're, well we were supposed to have the ADA slash FDC the Florida the and the one. National in Orlando, and we we're gonna go to that. Guess what? Got canceled. So that would have been a lot of free. Junk in in the bags. I would have just brought a, like a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow. And just yeah. have them throw stuff in. Yeah. I mean that would have been clutch. Plus yeah. the amount of contacts you can make, and yeah. I mean I'm sure anything involved in dentistry would have been there too. Yeah, that of would course. Have been a I mean if it's the national one, but yeah, yeah. So that got canceled. Um, I'm almost positive they're doing it virtually. Yeah. Well, you, you can't know. get free stuff virtually. Yeah. I mean, well, they send it to us. I I mean I'm sure if you ask, because they have some good stuff like those yeah. stress balls and. You know, the pen, sometimes you get a really good pen out of a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pen from FDC last year I use for the patients now, and it's, it's my clinic pen. It stays in clinic, but it writes really well. It, like, glides. I, I'm weird like that. I get, <laughs> I, know, I geek out over pens. Yeah. But. All right, Matt. So. Well, it's been a, it's been a. Uh, it's been a slice. And also, we're, we're getting some awesome interviews. We got some very exciting yeah, interviews coming time. up for you guys. Um, I mean, it's, it's getting serious, you know. So we look forward to sharing that with you guys. And of course, thank you as always for uh, tuning in to Dental Student Vibes. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you guys.